Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I am definitely Chris. And I am going away on holidays tomorrow, Chris. Yeah, what good luck, will mate. you do? I will um, probably cry myself to sleep. Can I give you my login details, Chris, in case there's any late outs? Ah, no way. You're not going to like Captain No way. Guelphie or something? I don't, have, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have Guelphie, so that would be impossible. No, I can help you if you can, need. Can we address the big elephant in the room, Chris? Well, I'm, I've, I have gained weight. Yes, it's true. <laughs> is that because you are becoming a cash cow, my friend, with the pig status? No, I wish. Mr. 1000? Are you Mr. 1000? How'd you go, Chris? Uh, I did. I, oh, no, I'm not Mr. 1000 anymore. Oh. I had a, I had a good week, I thought, I, until right up until Crips started to dominate like he's going out of fashion. And we both don't have Crips. I had him in draft PS as a captain, and I ended up tailing up my opponent, like, big time. Yeah. And he had Grundy. And I was like, oh, hopefully he's, like, scrapes even. Uh, no, Chris, the big elephant in the room is Trelaw. Ah, yes. I was very concerned, Chris. What were you concerned? I was very concerned. Did it you took text me, him this week? No, it took me about, yeah. Did you it, email him? I actually gave him a phone call. It took me about 45 minutes, Chris, to find his details. Okay. I even did like a private number just to, you know, so he might answer the phone call. You know those private numbers how you kind of like hopefully they, they answer? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, here's, celebrity, here's the big scoop, that. Chris. What's the big scoop? Trelaw is changing his name. What to? Tresor. <laughs> Why is that? Because he's Tresor. <laughs> and apparently, he was one tear away from being Trilor. I don't understand what any of that means. Tree tall? <laughs> you can just keep saying that. <laughs> I'm still not going to get it. Oh, you might have to explain that one to me and nah. to the folks at home. No, nah, he's changing his name to uh, Trisaw. <laughs> okay. uh, tri- not Trilor. Okay, excellent. Mm. Uh, is that because he did his hamstring? Chris, I thought all day I'm on this. I'm still confused about the joke. <laughs> because he's sore. Okay. Well, you know how like some jokes really hit, and others they fall really flat. Well, Chris would understand I'm it if I had a bit of paper. Where this one sits. If I had a crayon and a bit of paper, Chris, you might understand it. Okay. Anyway, Trelaw burnt me big time. Um, here I was thinking. I probably could have got... I was going to choose Kelly instead of him a couple weeks ago. You bumped that up too. You, couple you weeks were saying ago. how good... Oh, I got a good one. I got a pearl of patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to set myself up for a big fail, Chris. Chris, the people do not want to hear you laughing sorry, at my horrible sorry. jokes. Okay. okay. Right. Um, so, um, so anyway, so go back to the week. What yes. Are yep. All right. So, yeah, I, I went okay. I went um, 1882. So, I mean, you know, if I would have had... Um, a Crips would have been a hell of a lot better than that. In fact, it probably would have been about 150 points over that. I would have gone um, about 2,030 if I had have had Crips instead of Parker because obviously Parker had the buy. That's the first thing. And also I had a someone on field who scored 34, which was... Uh, Jacob Dawson. So I traded uh, him Oh, yes, early. the Dawson, the first quarter master, and then no, did nothing. It? No, it wasn't Dawson. Who did I trade in early? No, Joel Smith, sorry. Ah, yes. yes. And he had a 34, so yeah. Oh, I was loving that. And I that was did, my 18th I score, did not so. bring in Joel Smith. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm still okay with it. I mean, you know, at least he's uh, not out for the season, unlike uh, Mason Redmond, so... Well, that uh, is true. And I nearly brought in Mason Redmond, except, you know what saved me? What saved you? Smitty coming back in the forward line. Ah, very nice. He was my 18th yeah, man. Timmy I was Smith. like, oh, I don't really need Redmond. He had a great first half too, but we'll go through that in the round review. Yes. But, um, so look, 1882, I can't complain about that. I thought I was going to absolutely nail it and I was winning most of my league games quite comfortably. 
right up until the point where yeah, Cripps just took a hold of that game and, and teared it to shreds. He did. Um, so that looked good on Cripps for doing that, and we'll I'll have a chat about Cripps uh, later on in the pod. Yep. Um, but over the three rounds, over the buy round, so a good idea is to evaluate how you went is take what you were before the buy rounds in terms of your overall rank and where you sat after the buy rounds and try and work that out. So with myself, um, I actually lost ground, unfortunately. So I had a pretty... After preparing very, very well, probably over-preparing really for the buyers, I thought, um, I actually ended up dropping 500 ranks. So I started the buy rounds at 1,024. During the buy rounds, I actually cracked 1,000 and then I went back out to uh, 1,547. So I'm not... Again, I'm not unhappy. I'm, I now have a full Primo team and very competitive. I, I hope to finish in the top 1,000 still, but um, we'll just have to see how it goes. And because of those injuries, it's really hit my balance of trade. So we'll uh, we'll have to see how we go. Fair enough. Uh, so I scored 2016, like so the big, great year that was. So so what was your big – what was your hero? Because I looked at your team and I'm like, there's not too Not dissimilar, many heroes. You no, have- I had uh, Howe. Jeremy Howe went well. I had Cade Simpson went well. Yeah. Uh, Hearn so got like a 99. Sissy did well. You came yeah, out. and uh, so Robbie Gray obviously you know, yeah. did pretty well. Um, yeah, so my team was just fairly st- – like solid, and I didn't even have Crips. Yeah, so I, I got 2016. I like, there's nothing outstanding. It was just all just real solid, solid and no real low stools as well. Yeah, so, so it worked and out. You had quite 19, well. didn't you? No, 18. So I just no. went with the flat 18. And, um, and your lowest score was what, Guelphy? No, I didn't have Guelphy. Uh, I think my lowest score. Here's the funny thing I got rid of Holman. Yes. Nice. Uh, he was gone. Kelly was in as my captain, which we spoke about. Yeah. Um, I Great choice. Good, we both had options. Kelly captain. So. so that went, and I was at that game too, so it went very well. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy next to me was getting real peeved off because I was cheering for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and Heater Shaw, Heater Shaw, like right in, front of me, oi, oi. right in front of me. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. And I was just like, Heater, Heater. Hashtag blessed, <laughs> kicking along to a contest. I was like full yelling out at him from from the members. Yeah, from the members section. So, um, but look, I did well. Um, so two thousand seven hundred sixty-seven. I am ranked. Uh, if I had have put Sicily on the field, and thank you. Just side note for those that did comment saying Ben, do you and have give it to him for the rest of the ben, season? Ben, do you have Sicily on field? Yes, he was on field, and yes, I did check about a half a dozen times, nice. and he didn't move, so that was good. And he got a nice one thirty-five this week, which and it was helps. wonderful. So uh, if I'm doing this little comparison. If Sicily was on my field last week, Chris, instead of on the bench getting a zero, uh, I would be 1,800. So, so it's about nice. 900 point different, uh, place difference. That's a massive buy round for you, though. Like, uh, well, what should have been a massive yeah. few buy rounds. So, yeah. So I pretty much jumped, work. I think, about 2,900 places. Nice. Uh, so I'm 2,767. I have a full primo side now. Not many trades, especially considering I have Trelaw, who's got to get out of my side this week. See how uh, we and go. We'll, I will be in the same boat as you. And I feel sorry for one of our listeners actually sent us a message, I believe it was yesterday, saying he, he brought in Trelaw and Harris Andrews last week. Oh, and yeah, that's upset. That would be upsetting for anyone, I suppose. But what do you do? Uh, you what do you do that. except for you know sulk and um, basically, yeah. So I think that's pretty much what it would be. So um, can I just say that if you uh, yeah, give us a shout out or yeah, like or whatever, do your Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. If you go to the game and then in, instead of barracking for your team, you just go on for the for oh, your super and, coach. And Alliance supporter next to me was yes. real dirty. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to you, Hanif Muhammad, uh, for getting both of those players in that are injured. Excellent. And uh, hopefully you are playing for uh, league and not for overall because uh, Harris Andrews you may be able to keep, which we will get into. Uh, quickly touching on the leagues, uh, the sausage rolls one thousand one hundred eighty-seven. So I would really like it if they cracked the one thousand, Chris. That would just um, 
you know, steal my cotton wool. And um, the bonus league, 96. And they're only one place behind the podcast league, which is 95th, Chris. Nice. So they're going head-to-head, toe-to-toe. Uh, Insider 3 is at ranked 123. So hopefully they can push into that top 100 as well. And um, now, Just to uh, uh, do apologise to break you up there, but... Um the uh, sorry, we're live. We're we're following the um, the Cameron case live at the moment. Oh, what happened? Um, so if you say nothing, I'm gonna they it. have found uh, Jeremy Cameron guilty of intentionally striking Harris Andrews, and are now deliberating uh, the appropriate sanction. Um, the AFL are going for six matches, Ooh. and uh, Cameron's trying to get it down to four. So it'll be somewhere between four to six. Yeah, probably four. Think. I, I think, think five's probably where it probably sits. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I, I personally believe it's a six. I just don't like seeing that in the field. But well, we will he, go through he, that he hit later. my boy. Get him out for the rest of the year. But yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think everyone. five because there was the the element of the push in the back might save him a little bit. Well, I actually think the severity of his injury and the fact that he's now not going to play, that's the big deal. If he had just like got knocked out and, look, he's recovered really well, then maybe that's on the lower end. But because of the repercussions, well, you have to be responsible. So, um, look, and let's go to the banter of the week. Chris, we just shared it online. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Your boy Mason Cox. He's honestly he's he's, he's actually quite good on uh, on the old Twitter. Uh, good old Mason. So um, if you don't follow Mason Cox, jump on it. It's uh, at Mason sixteen Cox. Uh, six, oh, sorry, 610, which is his height, obviously. <laughs> uh, but I th- actually think <laughs> That's <he's>... unfortunate. <laughs> he has 16 cocks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you, that that's be... a misread. Those like, are like, not spitter fingers. These are spitter fingers. <laughs> yes. I know. And, and here's the funny part, Chris. He would go very well with octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done, sir. How did you fuck that oh, up? That, that was All good. Right. Anyway, um, uh, I actually Mason think Cox. he's taller than that, isn't he? I think he must be 6'11", still, or close to 7 foot. I don't know. I'm not, his boy- I'm not his boyfriend. Yeah, he, I don't know. Maybe he grew. All right. Anyway, so Mason Cox tweets out, tags AFL, and he goes, when you're ready, I'll shoot you my BSB and account number. I believe it's 1500, question mark. <laughs> Hashtag umpire contact. So the umpires touched Mason Cox, and I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, so, I, I, so it must have been a free kick that was paid against him or whatever. The umpire's trying to explain to him and gave him the old uh, gesture on the, on yeah, the arm, the old, like, it's all good, mate. The old like, gentle whatever. touch. But at the same time, if that was a player that does that, they definitely get rough. Like, they get, oh, definitely yeah, get a, a fine or whatever. I'm with him. I feel like he's been violated, Chris. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he, might, be, he might be a big man, yeah. He, <laughs> well, he's pretty, a, he is American, Chris, so. I, I don't know what it was for, but he had a fine a few weeks ago. He made it. Another um, crack on Twitter said, uh, just making sure, like, literally the AFL tweeted it out and he shared it. It was like, is that like Australian dollars or US dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, good on him again. So, yeah, good on they're Mason like, Cox. Yeah, they're like, whatever's more expensive, bro. He's trying to uh, trying to rival uh, Maxi Gorn for the, the league's uh, funniest big man. So, um, good on him. Yeah, um, I think that's a pretty good effort. Now, there's not really much to talk about in terms of Bubble Boys, but we'll just touch on it briefly. So, um, with uh, just so you are aware, um, and this is one of the benefits of coming in on a Tuesday, just so you know. Um, it's why we do like it. Most injury reports come out Tuesday, some of them Wednesday, but Tuesday afternoon you get a, a fair idea of where people are at. Um, at the end of the Essendon game on the weekend, Mace Remen left on crutches. No one thought anything of it. Just looked like an ankle roll, but he's actually done a synosmosis, which is the same injury that Liam Ryan did. 
earlier in the season, um, which is an eight to twelve week injury. He's basically out for the season. So that that's not um, very nice. You know what I do like, Chris, with the Q and A's is that people are asking us questions, and then the kind folks are out there are like giving their answers and opinions. Oh, we didn't even have to. Yeah, I know. That's great. Do we even we, have to answer? Because everyone's just like, it's like, oh, who should I go for? Should I go McDonald or should I go Heaney? And someone's just like, go Gray or go McDonald's. McDonald's just- totally. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that's very. Uh, you know, we should just put up a. No, we should just good. do polls. No, I reckon. Well, maybe one day, one day we'll probably get a forum section happening with um, guys that just like to banter. It's just going to be troll filled with trolls, and people just clickbaiting and be great. No, is in all answers must be responded with gifts. <laughs> yes, I'm so. Otherwise, you are blocked and banned and deleted. Even multiple choice answers, they have to have different. Yeah. <laughs> Why not have both? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, right. Um, so look, there's there, there is obviously th- uh, the two bubble boys then, and there's one potential player so the the one i mentioned earlier which was um the gold coast boy jacob dawson so i'm probably jumping on him the, the thing with this week's bubble boys is it depends on what you need or even if you want one um but there's a forward there's a defender and there's a there's a mid that is not on the bubble but you could probably get him in um so the defender is obviously uh joel smith i brought him in early last week he did punch out a snazzy 34 um, which <laughs> didn't really uh, do his scoring any well, but he did come up for 91. Having said that, he actually played really well. So I don't think he's... Um, though, there's... Okay, there's well, a couple of things I here. reckon he might be gone, Chris. Frosty did well. Yeah, but he did play his role. So I'm not sure how that... He, he, I don't think he'll be dropped based on form. Mm. If he played terrible and... Got, I know Frosty did play well, um, and I know that there is a couple of guys in the reserves at Melbourne pushing for a senior call-up... I think his spot's one of the ones that's more safe because, um, yeah, he played well. He, he There's not really anyone else that's similar to him. Frosty is more key defender than, than Joel Smith, and that's not what he's in the team to do. So That's fair. I, I, I didn't actually bring him in last week, Chris. I was too busy getting 2016. Oh, okay. Score. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me. You got any more, you got any more brain busters? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's my only. You're giving me crap at the start of the year. That's true. No, I'm look at you. Look, look at you. Like, only 1,200 behind me now. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Good work. Thank you, Chris. He can be taught. Giving it a shake. Um. So there's obviously Joel Smith. I still like him. If you're looking at a defender and you were going to, you had to, you were going for Redmond. Um, just get in Joel Smith if if it's if cash is an issue. He is expensive. I think he's one fifty six k, but he's got fairly good job security. And if he gets named this week, you'd have to say that he's got job security for the rest of the year, right? Because this is probably the week that he's got the most pressure under him. Yep. If he can come through this week and play and perform pretty well this week, yeah, then you'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, Melbourne do have a very soft game this week too versus the Saints. Yep. Uh, was that Robin Williams? He can be taught. Yes, it was from Aladdin. Aladdin. Hey, the greatest, the just, greatest anime movie of all time. It only right. just hit me. Uh, yeah, I was channeling it. Right. Ron Williams is a god. Nice call. Um, thank you. Uh, and, of course, Josh Battle. So, Josh Battle played very well in his uh, lead-up games. Um, and he is a forward. I think he's 123K as well. He is 123K. Um, he looks solid. And if you're looking for a forward option, you're looking heavily at him. Oh, only because, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about freeing up some cash. So that way, if I do have an injury, I can just straight up upgrade that kind of thing. Um, and Zach Giles Langdon, he's kind of getting to that point where I can get rid of him. So yeah, yeah, I mean it's a good consideration, and the reason I say that is a couple of things. But let's say later in the season you are needing a someone gets injured, you're needing a down and up, you know, for whatever reason. That particular week, 
the only person that you can you know go down is a defender, but you've got a forward, mm. and the and the people that are coming in won't be able to. You, you can't switch them around with DPP or do anything crazy like that. Oh, I got because your positions. team's filled out. I got my right? positions covered. Exactly right. So. Um, so in that sort of situation, I can see that being a benefit to you. And you already have a Hearn. Is that he's is in my your midfield? I was in your midfield as a forward swing, so that way I can push my forward mids into the midfield. I'll have forward cover. I've already got Sicily okay. that can go to defence. Yeah. So therefore, I think that's a really good consideration. So the people that you are trading in, you you got to have some fairly good security already on your pine. Yep. Or I don't have to, but I'm thinking about it because. Yeah, he's cheapish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yet, Chris. I got to decide before I go to Fiji, probably. Yeah. Well, it's something to consider. Yeah. And that's the reason I bought in Jacob Dawson. So he's a midfielder, one hundred two k. Played on the weekend. He had forty two points at halftime and then finished on fifty one. So that's not boding great. But the reason why I'm getting him in is um, I'm looking at downgrading a midfielder. So that's one of the reasons. And the way that I've actually worked out my team is that I brought in McDonald last week. So I planned on moving him forward and moving um, Joel Smith into his spot in defence, which he was in midfield, and then putting Jacob Dawson in there. So that's how I've planned it this week. Um, it turns out I'm just going to... Well, it depends on how I go, and I'll explain a little bit a bit more about my trades later. But I definitely will be getting Jacob Dawson in, likely. Um, because I have already Ahern in the midfield, and I also have Gyro, who seems to have pretty good uh, job security there for, as a rookie. So I've got two guys that will probably be able to cover in a pinch, Worst case scenario, if Dawson doesn't get named in three weeks' time or whatever, he's just going to be a donut that I can roll in maybe for a potential um, a loophole option or, or similar. So, yeah, that sounds fair. Um, I, I don't think you can really go early on him if you're considering him to be a playing rookie for the rest of the year. So just be aware. Cool. Boom. All right, well, well, I think that pretty much covers that. I think we get into the Q&As and then the round reviews, yeah, Chris. Yeah, let's get into the Q&As for Wonderful. sure. Wonderful. So a lot of these, from the looks of it, people are trying to fill out their side, so they're trying to toss up, you know, in the forward What's line, etc. What's their yeah. last sort of, you know, forward or someone else that we should get? Uh, also, the other big question as well is what to do with Heaney. Uh, I mean, not Heaney, Trelaw. And Andrews, I, I suppose. And... Well, to a lesser extent, but um, definitely. Yep. So I think that's fair. All right. So the first question is Heaney or McDonald to finish my forward line. I already have Gray, Smith, Walters, McLean, Kennedy, and Fritz. Um, so who do you think, Chris? In my opinion, Heaney's probably going to be the number one forward for the year. So if you're missing out on his points at this stage of the year, uh, you're really missing out. Yep. So not to um, mention um, McDonald's also playing hurt. So at the moment, yeah, so he who, knows, who knows if he'll get up? We'll see. I was really pissed off because I brought in McDonald last week. He was not killing it, but every time he touched it, it was a goal or a contested mark or yeah, something crazy, right? It was absolutely golden. And he was on, I think, 86 or 87 at three-quarter yep. time. Came out in the last quarter for two minutes, and I think he must have hurt an ankle or something. Or He did come back on the field and played out the game, but he was not hitting the packs. He was not. No. He was behind the and play. The, and the great thing is is that Tim Smith and Shane McGill have already answered it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And then uh, good old Greg's like, oh, thanks for that, Shane. I'm all Greg. I am all good. But I'm yeah, uh, 100% Heaney for the win. Uh, best forward option other than Heaney, Sicily, Gray, McLean, Devin Smith. I have 263K in the bank uh, and... L. Ryan, so Luke Ryan, Gwilfie, and T. Um, interesting. I'm literally in the exact same boat. Um, uh, so there's two that I would look at. Uh, Westhoff is one of them. Um, I suppose there's three. I mean, look, Franklin's still there. I mean, you can always swing up a Franklin. My issue with Franklin is that he, if he doesn't go big, he just go on average this year, and it has for the last couple of years. So if he doesn't go like a 120 or a 150, 
and it's a 80 or 70 or worse. He's not, um, uh, I don't know. He's great when he's good. And then uh, other than that, it's just, for me, it's a no-go zone. Um, I really like Westhoff, what he's delivering. I mean, we were chatting on the weekend when um, Port Adelaide were playing. He had 12 touches on, on um, uh, at that game and he scored 106. It's just insane. Like, I think everything that he marked was a contested mark. Kicked a few goals, got a couple of goal assists. He was just very, very effective with what he does. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to him having some massive games for me. Um, the one that I'll throw up, and I'll this will probably lead into another question that's on the Q&A as well. Someone that I'm heavily looking at with my last upgrade is Jordan Degoe. So... Uh, I think you're a madman, Chris. And so here's the thing. So it's a very risk-reward pick. So I, mean, I think it's all risk. There's, it, there, well, there's not. I mean, he's averaging 88 currently, right? Yeah, and got over 90, what, four times? Yeah, but there were, there were some big tons there. One. What, one? You got a 140. Bring up bring up Degoe. No. You'll be surprised. No, it's a shit pick. So it's a, it's a shit pick. <laughs> no, I actually don't mind Degoe. And um, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the day... He scores a lot more heavier when he's in the midfield. Am I right? You are semi-right. Is it? What do you think on a scale of 0 to 100, the percentage chance that he has a role change next week? 40. 30. You, you, 30%. You want not to much. think that? Not so much. who's going to take up the majority of Trullaw's mid-time? Well, you look at how many midfielders are playing outside the midfield anyway. You have that you like to have a guy parked forward. So you have Sidebottom playing a little bit more outside as well. You have Adams yep. playing a mixture of roles. Pendlebury and stuff on the back of the square pushing through as well. So I don't Which think it's Trelaw that... has un- been doing too. Yeah, exactly. So I don't find it unrealistic. Everyone's thinking, oh, Trelaw's out. So therefore, you know, old mate Dogbiter must be getting in the midfield. I just think it's. It, I, I know, Chris. I, know I think I, I would. I would rather wait and see for team announcements if he's lined up in the middle. Team announcements are important. So, so but he, I wouldn't be banking. Tell you a lot. I would not be betting my house on it. Um, there are a couple of guys in the reserves that are midfielders that are looking to get a, a, a name in, and that's Braden Sire. Um, they are and uh, Rupert Wills, both of which they're big-bodied midfielders that are slow and contested beasts in the mold of a Patrick Cripps and not in the mold of a uh, Trelaw. So if they get named, they're going a different direction. So that means that they're going to probably push in a uh, maybe a um, Langdon, no, <laughs> no, maybe a Maynard in there or a Crisp or something like that, and keep Degoe forward in that rotation. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't see them switching Crisp's role. He's doing what he does well at well, the moment. So so keep we'll a, keep an eye out because keep an eye out. We've got um, uh, but yeah, like Barco as well. Possible, could potentially be back. I do agree, possible good option, but I wouldn't be risking the house on it unless look, you want to take some risks to try and push that top echelons. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I want to push top 1,000. And, uh, you know, Jordan Goey is that sort of guy that I can go, okay, um, he's a, a someone that not a lot of people in that top 1,000 will have. He's probably got the highest potential. Like, he, if he gets that role change, he could average over 100 over the next however many weeks. That's fair. I think um, Mundy also is a pretty good option. I think a lot of people are discrediting him. Uh, he's doing pretty well considering. I mean, he's averaging 92.8. Uh, break even of 90. He's in bugger all teams. Uh, I think if you have a look, he's only in 4% of teams, so he's not the worst pick in the world. Now you get a full pick. Yeah. Uh, Westhoff is still proving to be very valuable. Um, I, I think Westhoff is one of the best picks out there, but I've already got Westhoff. So and he's only 489k, so he's yeah. not even that bad, which is the good part about it. But I mean, um, you know, when you're suggesting someone like a Mundy, you're suggesting someone who's averaging in total four points per game more than Degoe. Yeah. 
So, but, but the proof's in the pudding. But yeah, I, no, and I'm saying I'm like yeah, okay, that. But can moving forward from this week on, who's going to be averaging more for the rest of the year? The same. The guys. Elliot's almost. I'm going to channel crouching. So one. The, I'm going to uh, channel crouching one here, Chris. Right, the guy is he's a he's a shit pick. <laughs> is he really? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm still to be talked out of it. I'm probably going well, to do in that it case, because well, I'm going all out at this point. Well, in that case, may I recommend Sam Reed, who's averaging 104 in <laughs> one game? If you're into gambles. You know, he's probably, anyway. he, might, he might come back at the end of the um, year. Yeah, so Tom McDonald's a good option. Uh, Lance Franklin. If he's fit, obviously. Uh, I don't know. Lance Franklin, they've got a couple of uh, easy opposition coming up too, Chris. They always do. That's what we've said for and the past the many weeks. They're one of the best. He, and he hasn't done jack squat this Mate, year. still averaging 101.2. Uh, watch out for him. Uh, I think if you don't have McLean, I think he's a very good option in general. So this is just covering all the bases. Uh, Blake Akers should be back this week. Uh, would have a high break even, but 461k uh, could be a very good option yeah, for he's those. Due to be back as he's well. due to be back, and I don't think many people will own him, to be Plus honest. Plus, our boy old Sammy Manigola as well, just quietly killing uh, it. Acres only in 2% of sides, uh, has a break even of 120, so not too unrealistic. Uh, could be a good option. Yep. Uh, he's not too expensive. He's had the, the proof at the start of the year of how well he was the, doing. I think you got to wait a week on Acres because I think at the end of the day, if he's he may not play, come back and play the same role. Um, as he was at the start of the year. If he does, and if he kills it first week, then, yeah, sure, jump at it. But I think you can afford to wait a week on Akers. Yeah, I think they're pretty much the only really good options. As far as averages go, yep. um, you know, at this point, like, Walters and stuff was good, but now he's too expensive. You should have got him earlier. Yep. Gunston looked okay, but then he hurt his calf, so he's done. And um, unless you want to um, jump on a Walters train, but, I mean, I think a lot of people did that already. And, yep. um, I mean, he has had two weeks off, so he could come back with a bang, but... That's another option for you yep, as well. So Chris just answered Tim Smith's question, which was, is Degoe a serious option out with Trelaw now? So there you go, answering questions before you even know it. Mate, it's what I do. Tim Smith, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. He's on the Degoe train. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, like, let's do it together. Let's, well, and we can high-five every time To be fair, I did say that Sicily was a horrible pick at the start of the year. Remember that? I wasn't for Sicily. It's, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a, top 10. You it's know? all about the role with Degoe. You, know, you probably don't watch the Collingwood games like I do, but... When he is on the ball, shit happens, mate. It's just crazy. Like, is he, he like, is, is he, so is he, good. Is he a young McRae? Uh, I think in terms of impact, he's a better. He's a, he's much better footballer. He's a better, younger, better looking. But I think <laughs> McRae is definitely more of an accumulator, um, and I think he gets a little bit more uncontested. But um, the, yeah, definitely in terms of what I how I see Dugowie is he he's got that explosiveness, and that's why I think is it's a like for like with Trelaw. He can break away from packs and he's something that they are going to very much miss. And I don't see anyone in the Collingwood list able to fulfill that apart from Dugowie. Unless, of course, they go, okay, let's chuck us some Stevenson in there, which they could do, get Stevenson on the ball to get some exposure. But um, one thing I'm not comfortable with, especially with um, this stage of the season, is them just experimenting. Yeah, So fair. let's throw Jack Crisp in there or let's throw Maynard in there or... Let's throw our first-year player in there. It's where at a point now where we and could make well, finals. If not only that, well. it might also be a couple-week trial out to see you know, yeah, what, exactly. what they're going to do. They're going to have to work it out. It's um, just so too Mike, late in the season. Yeah, so, Michael, touching back on your question, I think probably Tom McDonald and uh, Westhoff are probably your better options uh, for those that you don't have. Yep. Um, Ross, uh, you're welcome. Ross would like to say thank you for the advice last week. He went into Kelly, which worked out well. Excellent, buddy. Um, so that's good. For you, so particularly for those that went listen to us and went Kelly instead of Trelaw. Yeah, so that's that a, a double very win. Big, that's yeah. a huge win. Huge win. You saved the trade and you got a good captain score if you listen to us there as well. Yep. So we spoke about this. I was going to go to Kelly a couple of weeks ago, but 
if I did, I still would have probably picked Trelaw over Crips this week, which would have hurt me anyway. Yeah. Uh, based on their easy draw. You would have hated point, your was, life oh, if you were. I, re- I really would have. <laughs> I re- especially seeing it happen oh. in the same game. I would have been oh, watching Crips mate. go nuts and then go watching Trelaw. He's I think, it was, well. um, I think uh, one of our the guys that follows our pages and may listen to our podcast. Gives a shout out if you're there, Scott Dugan. Um, does a lot of the a lot of reporting for the um, uh, under 18s and the um, uh, cups down there in, in in Victoria. He actually was tweeting at the time. He had um, uh, Trelaw plus eleven points versus Crips for his league game. <laughs> Just got obviously blown out of the water, <laughs> so that would have sucked. So um, yeah, cheers to you, mate. And the That's unlucky. Yeah. Uh, okay, so looking now. Um Rodney would like to know the so replacements for Trelaw, which is probably going to be a very common sort of scenario that people yeah, are looking well, at. Let's get into it. I mean, the three obvious ones, of course. So there's the Kelly scenario. Um, he may be a little bit of outpriced at the moment. So um, might have to have a look at what uh, price he's at. And, of course, you've got Oliver. And, yeah, he's, um, he's still within reach. He's 578000 So he jumped too up, high. He jumped up about yeah. thirty. Yeah. Um, Oliver, of course, as well. So what's Oliver at Five sixty-nine thousand for Oliver. So they're about the same. So yeah, you're looking. You're, either way, you're gonna have to put in about the uh, value selections. Obviously, Crips, and but I feel that's way too much point chasing for my liking. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking Crips just because he is cheap based on his low game he had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So he got a one hundred eight, and then obviously the one seventy nine or whatever it was this week. Um, and he's still got that low score in his system, so his yep. price is going to go. Woo, next he's, week, he's going to go. His break even is going to be super low, and he'll go. He'll jump up to six hundred thousand pretty yep. easy. So, so this is the last week he can probably get Crips, you reckon? Yep. But the problem is, is that all the Trelaw owners, you know. So we're looking at. Uh, let's have a look at the ownership. Eleven uh, percent of teams are going to have to get rid of Trelaw. Crips is such a good buy. He was already thirty percent of teams. He might mm-hmm. even jump to forty percent of teams. Yep. Well, and there, but there might already be people that already have Crips and Trelaw, of course, as well. So you that is consider true. that too. Um, obviously, left field decisions, you're looking at someone like a Higgins, um, who's not a terrible pick. Um, one thing that I would say is that I wouldn't take the risk on someone like a Degoe if you're going from Trelaw to Degoe in your midfield. I think you can afford to take a, a, a risk on Degoe if Degoe is in your forward line because he doesn't need to average 105 to get you a win there. If he still averages you 95 over the rest of the season, I still think that's a decent win. Um, if he gets you 100 over the next the rest of the season, great. But if he gets you 100 in the midfield, it's probably just not quite enough. Um, yeah, and that's so assuming that uh, well, a McRae's out. So uh, look, to be fair, if you're playing for league and you say got rid of McRae for someone, they would suck. But um, you could always just. Wait it out for a well, smidge and then get McRae back in. That's true. And McRae's going to if the first game back McRae gets, he's going to drop another fifty k. Yeah. So if you get, so, if you do if you could hold a couple of weeks, then that would be an option. If you if you're already like placed really well yep. in your leagues, and that would be a very good option. Uh, as far as averages though, like you got uh, so McRae Nat five, Tom Mitchell, Paddy Cripps is the fourth highest averaging mid at this point in time, yep. uh, and it's at the point now where it's really damaging. Chris. I agree. Um, the other one that I'd love you to look at would be Lockie Neal. Um, had some blinders recently. Oh, geez. Paddy Cripps, 41% of sides. Yeah, it's, that's insane. And there's still 11%. He's now really hurting long. you if you don't have him. Yeah. Which the hurt factor for me is real. Every time I watch a Carlton game, I just want to throw up in my mouth a little bit and go, why did I choose Parker? Well, like, ah, it seems like it's like ah, a, it's either like a like low that. 100, he might get a 90, or he'll get you a 150 I actually at watched, this point yeah. in time. Well, he's so he's a yin and yang player. It's, you just don't know what you're going to get. I think that he's I, um, on the spectrum. If he's, a, if he's healthy... I didn't know he was Asian. <laughs> this guy. Um, 
Oh, if he's actually healthy, like, like if he's completely fit going into a game, like he had two weeks off and he's cherry ripe and right to go, that's the sort of performance you can expect from a Patrick Cripps. Um, if he's hasn't had, and you got to remember as well, Collingwood don't tag. Yes, he had a lot of contested ball, but there were some times there where he had zero pressure on him at all and was running to the midfield, hitting guys lace out, which is just uncrips like I suppose. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, Penelbury made him at stoppages, kind of, loosely. Penelbury had probably his best game that he's had all year as well. And I think he had a 137. So, um, Can, um, just and with, they won the game. So. Just with some other options. Uh, Ed Kernow is actually the eighth highest midfielder at this point in time, averaging 110.6. Uh, he's been down for a couple of weeks. Since has Chris, a, yeah, the, the has week that him. I brought him in, Chris he started going him. down. Yeah, yeah so if you, yeah. Uh, if you do like Chris, jump on. <laughs> Otherwise, he's done poor the last jump two off, weeks. But, so uh, I can get more unique. Um, yeah, uh, Lockie Neal uh, is another option. He's averaging 108.2. So there's another option for you yeah. there, especially now that they've all had their buy. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, Gaff, 107.0. He's fallen off the wagon a little bit, had a good round this week. Yep. Uh, but um, you could also go left field. I mean, there's also uh, Coniglia, hashtag blessed, if you want to get him back in. Has been really poor for yeah, a couple of weeks. he has. Um, there's a few that I wouldn't touch. So and Joel Gary Ablett, Selwood. Gary Ablett could be a real smoky. Nah, I wouldn't touch him. I, I just, back of the year, mate. Smoky. They, they, they are in this. So all of those drilling midfielders, on any given week, one of them has an awesome week, right? Which is great for them. But it's not good for your super coach. What you really want is every single week, Pendlebury at number one. Well, can I just say? Can be. I just say? Well, do you reckon Pendles will now jump up in ranking now? I do, and but I would hazard a guess that he will have a slight role change as well. They're going to need him more. Well, inside. he's averaging a one hundred one point seven, probably his lowest average in a long time. Yeah, and um, hopefully he can get up to what what's Bont averaging? Because remember we've got that little side bet. Now Bont's, I'm Bont's winning. An I am one. winning the Bont train, am I not? Yeah, I think oh, you are. One hundred four point well, four. So look, so I like Bont as a pick as well. Um, he's got a three round average of one fourteen. Yep. Um, had a, did have a low score in his five round rolling average, but um, uh, I don't mind Bont as a little bit of a left field pick. So I think if you want to go unique, what, how many um, percent is Bont in about? I think he's probably about the same as Trelaw, maybe about 11%. I think he's a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, 11.7%. 12. Yeah. So that could be someone that you look at. If you're looking very unique, against you can't really go past an Ed Kernow um, or a Higgins. Higgins is still only in 2%. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think to be honest, stick to what you know. Gary Ablett, 4.5%. No, don't do More it. people own Joel Selwood. I just think holding any of those apart from Danger, who's been fairly consistent, is just ripe for um, any given week they might get at you at 80 yeah, or 90. Yeah, I'd, I'd, not... I'd actually rather go Crips over an Ablett at this point in time. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kelly Oliver Crips, keep it to those three or an out- outside Smokies, Bont or Higgins. I wonder if Alex is kicking himself. At the start of the year, I offered him Paddy Crips for Lockie Neal. Probably. Well, he's a big Cotton fan. <laughs> oh, they're prob- I think Lockie Neal's... Um, uh, only averaging 108. Yeah, so that's what about... Oh, well, it's only like four or five points per game Ten. less than... Ten. Is that how much he went up with his massive week? Mate, Good killing it. Anyway. Good on him. Uh, okay, next question. Let's get into... Uh, so, yeah, 
Jai is uh, playing for overall. I have Savage at D6, Rockcliffe at M8, and Billings, yeah, not even shitting ya, at F6. Yep. Uh, so I have eight trades left. I'm in a conundrum as to what to do, whether I upgrade these blokes uh, to top-line premiums. Well, because um, so, you are paying for overall, do it as soon as possible. Am I better off conserving trades and keeping these lads or pulling the trigger and trying to move them on? At their price, I can't really sideways them to anyone either. Put it this way. You're you're four trades above me. Oh, wait, no. Two, uh, before this week, you're uh, three trades above me. So, um, and I'm, I've got a full premium, but I don't have any of those real shit picks. So I would be trading them. The problem is going to be your bank balance because, unfortunately, you're going to need bank to go to someone. Yep. So, so if you have a whole lot of good rookies, then I could probably go. I'd probably go down one, you know, up one. Uh, so Billings, you're not going to be able to do all three if you don't have the no, cash. No. Or if you could push Billings or someone to your bench or Rockliffe to your bench, that would be ideal. It really depends on bank. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think with I think with what you've got there, Billings is the one that I would keep because he seemed to have a role change. So you can probably afford to just keep him for a couple of weeks. I would trade Savage, hopefully, to Webster because he looks like he's going to be back this week. Um, and just do that for this week. Go go one down, one up. Reevaluate Rockcliffe next week because I don't know what Rockcliffe's going to turn out at. He pumped out a 61 this week. Last week he pumped out a 127. So, cool. Yep. Um, if the old Rocky's back, then well, you can Well, I think if you, got, if you brought in Rocky cheap, then you're probably better off not getting rid of him. You're better off just having that fact that you're going to put him on your bench yep. and hope he'll just go absolutely ham uh, later on. So, tip of the day, Savage to Webster. Let's do it. Yeah, right. Maybe, and I think it might be pretty cheap too. I think he's one of the only real top six well, echelon. I'd be even. Wa- I'd be waiting a game on Webster. Well, you could. Well, Webster's going to drop like a mad dog. But he's already he's already a fairly good price. He's four sixty k. I think you can afford to just take him now. He'll drop. He will, and he'll Savage probably, will hold. He probably will drop about twenty to thirty k. Chris, he scored bugger all. But he's it's about points on field now. Yep, he's going to drop that. Uh, if he's going for overall, I reckon First game back, I reckon you wait one. He's going to drop in price. Well, then you've got to trade. Goes. You've got to make a move. Yeah, but I was in, I'd give it a week. Savage will bridge the gap, see how Webster goes his first week. If he looks good, then yeah, jump on. All if right, not. So you're saying you've got to trade wait. then, what, Billings? Um, so you'd rather move on Billings than move on Savage? Because yeah. you've got to move someone this week. I'd move on, get rid of Billings. All right, fair enough. And there's so many. Good, well, there's so many good forward options that average 95 plus. Yeah, to go. Yeah, to go. Okay. To right. go. All right. Well, we're in a Billings to the go. Billings to the go. You, yeah, you heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> he will. He will bank you at least 15 points more a game. Yes, and and his dog's friend was Christian Petrarca. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jeremy Harris also wants to know about the last four to bring in. So it really just depends on any of those guys that are averaging that 95 plus. Um, so take your pick of any of those players that you're not missing from the ones we mentioned earlier. Uh, Westoff, McDonald, uh, even like Devin Smith, still pretty cheap to be honest. And he's doing most pretty people well. have him though. Most well, people have uh, decent. Yeah. yeah, just you know, find someone that's uh, around that mark and just you know go for it basically. Yep. Um, okay, so Lloyd or Crisp in defence? Oh, that's a good question. If you've Chris. got the bank, um, look. Mm. Oh, look, here's the... I'd say Lloyd. Lloyd is, except- I, I love, I'd love to go Lloyd, except I'm just worried that, again, he's on a heater. He's on a heater right now. Yeah. But because he's on such... He's played some really average teams, and he, you, you know that he just runs over the top of them. Now... Does that continue because he's in such good form? He just has the confidence to do it against the well, better teams. Apparently, now? he's a little peeved off. Well, 
Maybe he's trying to prove something. It's contract year, isn't it? No, well, apparently they offered him something and it's... Yeah, they lowballed him. Fuck all. They yeah, lowballed him. I would be well, pissed. they don't have any money. What, are they, what does he expect? Yeah, he'll move. Half of their salary cap goes to one player. <laughs> tell you what, Lloyd, you're welcome. I don't have the collar you're, anymore. You're welcome in Brisbane, mate, because if there's one team you'll be able to run circles around, it's for Brisbane. <laughs> And I think you just want BT to get excited well, about one player. Seriously, you, think, l- 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 you think about it, mate. He'll, he'll slot straight into that side. Hodgie will be out. Cutler is crap anyway. And Lloyd. Yeah, I, I mean, that'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's not really a destination club, is it? It is. No. It is now. No, <laughs> it is now. Destination <laughs> Supercoach Insider Town. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Um, oh, all right. I, I think Lloyd's the better pick based on recent performance. I think he's got a five-round average of 122, but... Um, Crisp has been playing well. The thing is that Collingwood do have a tough draw in the fi- in the finals, and Crisp is also Daniel Scare, so he, he really plays well and wins. Um, so you really it's a coin flip on who's got the better draft. Sorry, the better um, uh, draw coming up. Um, uh, I can't tell you that. That's that's a that's a coin flip. But based on if you got the cash, just go Lloyd because worst case scenario, you made a wrong decision and you can get rid of him later or something happens to him, he's a little bit more expensive. You've got a little bit more safety. All right. Um, going to Twitter, Liam Clark. G'day, boys. I'm sitting inside the top 2,000 and, wonder, and uh, wondering well to done, finish Liam. my last upgrade spot. Would you get in McLean in now? Or though his recent form, like basically has done pretty bad the last few weeks. Yep, he's tipped to go down again. Or do you get in Luke Bruce as an F7 and then wait a week or two and then get McLean? Hashtag blessed. Uh, appreciate you, Liam. Uh, yeah. so, so, interesting yes, question. On the who, are, of trades. who are Hawthorne playing this week? That's one of the... Gold Coast. Gold Coast. So, consideration. Small forward. Don't have Sirioli. And I, I, I have uh, kept close tabs on Bruce this year. He performs amazing. Oh, against when, weak. Against stars. weak opposition when they're, when he's the one of the focal targets in the forward line. So, yeah. with no with, they still don't have any Rioli. Is Popolo playing? Because he, when he came back, he had a major impact on Bruce scoring. Um, to me personally, McLean, get him in. You can't have an F seven when you're going for um, overall. Yeah. If you're going for overall, F sevens are useless for you because if if you get an injury or something like that, or you, just, you, you essentially you just, trade them out. Just trade them out. Yeah. You just got to get the best possible team on your field so that you can compete with the best points. To me, that means you got to bring in McLean this week. Now, if you were going for a league, I would say completely uh, uh, that's a great idea. I think that Bruce could go well this week. But um, I would just go with McLean. For he's, got, t- he's got nine trades, mate. Load up. Yeah. Well, w- worst case scenario with McLean is most people that are above you already have him. Yep. So you're, you're really trading him in to protect you from the, the other scores against you. Um, so I like that as an option better. Yep, I do agree. Get in McLean. Uh, 100%. So the next one, you boys having a good old little chat. Yeah, have a uh, chat. To get Crips or Kelly, I need to burn two trades, but it would bring me to full primo with six trades left. Plenty of trades left, mate. You, you're all good. Is six enough after this round? Yeah, yeah it's it more is. than me. Yep. <laughs> no, it is It is enough. And um, look, you'd have to be... So work this out. There, how many rounds are left? There's... So this week is round 14, so it's uh, round 15. 15, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 Eight rounds left, right? 23. Eight rounds left. Yep, 15 to 23. Nine. Nine rounds left. Yep. Okay. So essentially you've got uh, a trade for every 1.5 rounds um, for injuries. It'd be really unlucky if you got all the six, <laughs> like, and just didn't couldn't do anything with that. So... 
uh, yeah, that's plenty of trades. Um, if the idea is really, if you've got if you've got an ideal team, you have probably uh, three trades leading into the finals. Um, hopefully, if you're in the top four, which is what most people would be in a league situation, um, if they're going, if they're quite high, um, then you don't have to trade the first week. You might have to trade the second week, um, and then the third week again. So uh, we'll just see how you go. Because you're playing for overall, that is plenty. Um, the only thing I would consider if I was you is if there is a deficiency in your team, maybe looking at that. So you've got enough trades where you can potentially get a, a Grundian over a Nick Nat if you don't have him or similar. Um, I can't do that. I'm stuffed. I've got to keep Nick Nat until, unless he goes down. Um, but you definitely could do look at something like that as well. Yep. Uh, Jimmy would like to know, debating his last mid-spot, so he has seven trades. He's ranked 601. Nice. These guys have all these trades in uh, the high ranks. I know. That's I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm totally. <laughs> uh, so here's a good thing. Current mids is five Titch, Kelly, Oliver, Cripps, Coniglio, uh, Crouch. and Crouch. Thinking Danger or Neil, but open to suggestions. I think if you don't have Danger, I think do it, because if he goes nuts... Half the you know, I think it's half the team, half the people that have him will just really jump a up lot, in ranks. A lot of the people that have him are a lot of the people in the top ranks as well. So I think that's he's probably more important than Neil again, just to protect you. Um, yeah, in Plus terms he, of what he's been got, building. Got I think good. I think Danger's been building. I think he's yeah. I think he's getting got into the business to, time of the year to as to well. Be, to be that rank when you've also got Crouch, who has been massively underperforming. That's a great effort. You must have like a, a serious defense and, and forward line to compete with that. So well done. Um, yeah, I think danger out of those two for sure. Yep. Yep. I think, I think danger. A, you can't, go, you can't go wrong. I yep. think you can't go wrong with that. Uh, final upgrade this week. Uh, so he's looking at forward or defense. Uh, and Nelson has it down to these options here, Chris. So who would you recommend? So you have Lloyd, Simpson, Gray, Westoff. Managola or Dugowie. Westoff. All very good options except for Dugowie. <laughs> Westoff's no, out of forward, all of those. If he's looking at a forward. Or defence. Uh, well, either way. So I, I have this exact same dilemma. I can get this week a defender or a forward. So I can get either. Now, the problem is I can't get a Lloyd. I don't have enough cash to get a Lloyd. And I don't have enough to cash to get a Simpson. So it, it leaves me with um, Hearn, um, Howell, and Hurley in defence. Or I can go forward line and I can pick up a Degoe or a Walters. I'd rather go one of the first ones. Mm, Defense, nah. bro. Anyway, uh, so, anyway. um, so if, out of that out of that list, um, the one that I think can average 105 over the remaining games is probably Gray or Westoff. Yeah. Do you, can you see? Gray and Westoff for me, I think Lloyd Simpson, they'll probably do you know, the 100 flat, whereas Gray and Westoff can really, I think they'll go the, you know, possibly that 105 plus. So, yeah, I think um, they've got, for I those think two. they've got the least risk associated. And they got a pretty good draw, I think, coming up. So Yeah, with their draw, those poor boys, get on them. Well, they're on Saints this week. Yep. So it could go nasty. Yep. Actually, no, it's not Saints. Melbourne's going for Saints. Uh, Carlton. Port versus Carlton and Robbie they're Gray. At the G. Oh, no, they're at Eddie Head, I think. No, they? MCG, but MCG. Robbie Gray could go nuts this week. Could be a nice sneaky little VC option. I was as thinking well this about week. it, Chris. So having having a look at that. I was thinking about yeah. it. I don't know. It's either well for me. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about. Well, we'll do it now. Fuck it. All right. Uh, okay, so for me, Captain's Corner. I don't know. I just had to. Is that good? Captain's that Corridor. <laughs> Current, Captain's <laughs> Corridor. Yeah, because you choose your corridor because we're very narrow minded. Because uh, okay. <laughs> you get like three options, bro. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so for me, I am looking at going Robbie Gray VC or going Gorn VC into five. Okay, so can you do that with your uh, loophole options? I'll make it happen. 
I can't. I think you can. I will make. So um, you've got a lango, right? No, I don't. Okay, so who's who's your loophole options at the moment? Um, the problem with that, I want to do that as well. I think Gorn, if you can go Gorn to five, that's fantastic. But it, you have to have the, oh, you've got, oh, you do, you've got Lavender. Yeah, bro. So you can do this because they play after. Um, so you can have a look at Gorn. Um, yeah, so you're in a unique position where you can actually have a look at Gorn's score before that all happens. Um, not a lot of people will be because most people will have lavender. I don't yep. have the option. I get two hours and ten minutes to have a look in. Yeah, so it, it, I think going into five is probably your best. Or even if Jaro doesn't get named, that's another option. Yeah, but he'll probably get named. He probably will. He played really well. Um, so I've got two Gold Coast players and a Collingwood player, and they play each other on Saturday night. So I'm restricted to um, what I can do before that Saturday night Ooh, game. Robbie Gray Would you, into Titch, though. Titch... I'm Very actually I, I'm actually leaning towards a sneaky, not really sneaky VC option of Dusty Martin on uh, on Thursday night. Ooh. I just have a sneaky suspicion that he might uh, be subject to a role change after the buys. They've been resting him up to uh, get. Well, him then same right for Dangerfield, the then right? Well, could Danger be Danger versus the Dogs on a Friday night could be monster. Yep, I don't actually mind either of those. Um, the reason I I, I think to me uh, he likes a challenge. Dusty likes to be challenged. He likes to be thrown in the deep end a little bit. And Sydney's the biggest challenge at the moment. Yeah, they give him a whole tray of Coke and go finish it. <laughs> He'd probably accept that challenge. Dave Swan did this no more than an hour ago. <laughs> Good old Trying song. to reach the green from here, Shooter. <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. I do like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking a little sneaky. I, I think that I think I'm going to go Captain Fife. I think that's definitely happening. I, so, think, I think against the Lions, and I I'm think, thinking Captain 5-2. I think this week he's due for a 130 to 150, right? So I'm going to need a VC that's going to go at least that. A 120 is not going to do it for me. So that's why I'm looking at a Dusty, because if he doesn't go big, he's going to go like, what, 100 and I'm not going to care. Yeah. So, all right. It's a, it's not it's not a bad little waste of a V, or not a waste of a VC, but a sneaky option for me. Well, that's what I was thinking about, like Danger or Grey would could go monster. Yep. Maxi Gorn might get you, like, what? Last game, this this year, he got, he got, like, a 127. Last year versus Saints, he got, like, a 50. Yeah. So. And Hickey's actually been in decent form. And he hurt me. Well, Longer's been playing as well. Hickey played and then Longer came in and played the last, like, two maybe or one. Last I one. Have to look at that. Yeah, so hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's a tough one. There are many juicy, juicy, juicy options. Yeah, I think if you can do it, Gorn to Fife is a no-brainer. If you can, if, I think Fife has to be your captain. I think that's going to protect you from everyone. He's, I think he's now the highest midfielder. No, now that, McRae. Is McRae still the highest? Yeah. Even after his injury on whatever he was? Yep. That'd be interesting. Um, whereas, so he's the highest active player anyway, so I think captaining him is a no-brainer. I think you can really just throw your vice on a few options. So we're looking at um, Dusty on the Thursday night. You've got Friday night of, uh, of, of a danger or a bont. Could go really well. I probably wouldn't go McLean. He's not really shown that 140 spectrum. No, I wouldn't go McLean. T- T- you need someone who's got though. a 140 ability. Yeah. So, yeah, you go you go out. But Titch, again, it's um, that's well, for on. You, you can't. I, I can't do, do I can't do Titch because it's the same as yeah, same whereas time. Whereas I, t- I could do Titch or yeah. um, I'd or love Gorn. to do Titch, but I can't. I could do Titch or Gorn. Yeah. Um, I might do that this week because otherwise I'll be the same as everyone else. Well, true. You can go a little bit different. bit different. Um, Robbie Gray, I mean, a Crips in good form. You could chuck a VC on him. Um, I wouldn't mind a Westhoff VC as well. For the Adelaide West Coast game, 
uh, maybe a yo or uh, well, I don't mind a, a Laird. He, he'll come back and want to prove something. So um, a Laird could be a good option. Maybe a sneaky crouch if um, a Rory Sloan does get yeah, up. I don't like it. Uh, Gold Coast game, uh, Grundy could go absolutely ham against uh, Yeah, Wits. and again, so if you got Grundy, you could also you could always yeah. go Grundy into Gorn or Grundy Pendles into Pendles could do quite well as well. Yeah. Um, I think the... So there's yeah, quite, a lot, of, quite a lot of options. But I think you can be loose on your VC, but just have your captain on either Gorn or Fife. That's the most important thing this week. Yeah, or Titch. And just take a little bit of a risk on your or VC. Or Titch will be a bit more reliable. Mm. Uh, cool. Won't go as high, but won't hurt you on the back end as much. Uh, right. Okay, so let's get into the actual round review. I think we just really point out probably the most obvious ones, Chris, the main yep. sort of things, because most people have their team set at this point. Uh, it was a good return to form for Gaff uh, as well, except for the fact that Bombers just came out and smashed him in that first quarter. Oh, yeah, I actually yeah. switched off at halftime, Chris. It Did was you done. really? Oh, oh, I, said, I, I, I switched off and then I was waiting for the soccer. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Like, right. like a lot of people did, and a I lot think of people, a lot of people went. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's nine fifty eight. I think I'm going to change the channel. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Um, one thing I noticed heavily from the game uh, is that Tom Bell Chambers literally ragdolled Nick Nat Nui at times, and it was a, it was he definitely lowered his colours. Well, Nick I'll Nat, Nick Nat uh, copped a bit of flack, and he's like, I go hard at the ball. Uh, for his yeah for his little uh, jumper Chris. punch or whatever it was. Are we having a confirmation on... I reckon, I reckon it's time, Chris. I'll have to say how many weeks. Uh, so, yo, yo did really well. Redden as we well. We do have an update. So, Jeremy Cameron has done. He's been done for five. Okay. Five weeks. In the middle. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, Hearn got a 99. So, doing fairly well for those ones. Uh, Nick Nat got a 99. Nick Nat started off very slow. Yep. As far as Supercoach points go. Uh, he was on... I think first half he's on about 30. So, yeah, he came for a back, long yeah. time. Came back. Um, I would like to get rid of him for uh, Grundy, but I can't. can't I just can't. Well, I've got no trades to now. So, if can't Grundy, do it. If Grundy didn't have the breakout year he does, Nick Nat would have been the best choice in the ruck. Uh, I think because you're he's right. pretty yeah. much averaging what every for, other ruck is if averaging. If it wasn't for Grundy, yeah, yeah. Nick Nat, best choice. Uh, I do agree. Devin Smith got a 115, which was good. I wasn't uh, expecting much from him this week, but it was very surprising. Yeah, it's always dependent on his disposal efficiency, so whether he goes over 100 or whether he goes under, because he is one of the most consistent footballs of the year, and he's getting you know, 22, 23 disposals every week. Um, five to 10 tackles. Well, with all his pressure, he, he, 50s, he'll, kicks a couple of goals. I reckon he'll be in the All-Australian squad in the forward line. I would, yeah, I reckon he'll be in the well, squad, because, whether or not he yeah, makes the final well, he's team. Well, not, he's not the best supercoach scorer, but he's pressure and he's made the most tackles. So as far as the pressure forward yeah, goes... He's definitely the best recruit be, from yeah. the, the big three. That I reckon he'll be all trying so. top 40 at this point. Uh, good on Goddard for getting 100. Yeah, and, um, and Zach Merritt had a really good game as well. In fact, I, I have to say, though, and I think these, the coaches actually agree with this, um, Adam Saad played one of his best games, and he's actually a little smoky pick for draft. So if you've got Adam Side, good on you. Um, I would trade for him if you could. I think he's got a fantastic five-round average. Um, let me have a, a bit of a squeeze here. Um, so yep. five-round average of 99.8 and a three-round average of 103. He's traveling along quite nicely there, little Adam Saad. Um, and they are definitely using the corridor a lot more. Now, that's going to go one of two ways in the coming weeks because I can see people really trying to shut that corridor use down and completely take it, take, take him out of the equation. But if they're allowed to use the corridor, guys like your uh, McDonald, Tip and Woody, your Adam Saad, um, McGrath, all streaming through that midfield, it's dangerous. So someone's going to have to shut it down soon, if they can. 
Otherwise, you can see some really good scoring out of those guys in the coming weeks. So, Yep, I'm um, with you there. Um, okay, so Hurley actually had a really slow first quarter and first half as well. I yep. did see that, and he picked up his game with an 85. One so thing I noticed, actually, when I was because I was specifically watching Hurley for this game because I was going to train him in this week. So I was really watching. Hurley drifts to the pocket when they have possession, and because they're using the corridor, he's not. they're not kicking to him. That's what's happening. So what they used to do was... And, you know, get the ball to someone like a Hurley who's a designated kicker um, and then try and chip through or go long down the line. He's going into the pocket to grab that cheap intercept, uh, cheap uh, uncontested mark to, to distribute the ball and they're not going there. They're going straight through the middle. So it's completely avoiding the use of Hurley as a distributing defender. So if I was looking at um, at that for, for your trading targets, I would 100% avoid Michael Hurley. I don't think he's going to average 100 for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair. So just so you know. I might bring him in then. <laughs> uh, here's a, a quick little option here as well, guys. Uh, Luke Shuey, I know he got injured on bugger all. Had a horrible game, so he only scored a 56. Um, I can't believe it. I mean, I've got him in draft. Well, yeah. He's been killing so me. So he got a 63 last week, a 56 this week. He got injured on 12. Before that, though, he actually had some fairly yeah, solid scores. he was scores. having a decent, decent well, start Chris, for the year. Not, he, not, not an amazing... I was hoping he was going to average 105. 1% of sides, he's 362,000. Yeah, great league guy. So, again... If you're in league, he could be a guy that sh- could get your hundreds yeah. f- you know, coming in. With a in. 101 break even, you can afford to wait on him because, I mean, even if he goes 120, yep. he'll only go up 10, 15K. And then you can pick him up next week really cheap if you're looking at, say, a MC. I think, M9 he's, a good op- I think he's a good option yeah. for 360K. Uh, that's cheaper than what Rocky was. Yeah. So, yeah, I think and he's a, a good, good option. Player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, very frustrating for those that had uh, Liam Ryan. Uh, got a 31. Yeah, he's proven to be a bit of a, uh, well, we a rough say, choice. We did but say we he's said, injured and he came back in. I was like, he's expensive. They rushed him, didn't they? Was, well, he's expensive, and who knows how he was going to go when he first came back in because he started slow at the start of the year. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't bring him back in. One other thing I, that I definitely noticed, and I think most people would, is that they they definitely didn't adjust the way that they played with the talent they had on the park. So they're missing their two best players um, on the weekend, and that's part of the reason why they lost. But they were still playing the same football without the marking targets that are the linchpin of their their game style. So I'm not exactly sure why they thought that would work. They really should have had a Liam Ryan one out in the goal square and tried to play a completely different brand of football. Um, it would be interesting to see how they come out this week and do it. But, I mean, it really hurts them not having Josh Kennedy and not having um, Jack Darling this year. So... Uh, there's still a few weeks away too, which means I think there's a couple more losses on the cards for West Coast. And yeah, just don't want to toot my own trumpet, but um, I did mention it last week that um, West Coast, uh, I, I, I said, like literally quote, quote unquote, um, oh, I wouldn't be tipping them this week. And then you said, obviously, oh, but they're playing it. West Coast, and I went, oh, okay, fair enough. I'd probably still tip them then. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next yeah. game, uh, Port and Melbourne. I can't believe Melbourne lost this game, Chris. I tipped them. Oh, well. Yeah, they, they had so much dominance, and I was so frustrated because all they kept doing was bombing it long. Yeah, and straight to Tom Jonas. They didn't learn every time. Every time, and I was yep. versing Tom Jonas and oh, dra- in really? draft. I was like, are you kidding me? But He's actually proved to be not a bad little... He, you could actually look at him as a defensive option in standard. I think he's like mid-90s. Yeah. 93.1. So 93.1. Yeah. I reckon he's, he's had some really big... I mean, yes, obviously this week is, uh, is his biggest week, but he's been really consistent over the year. He's barely dropped below 80, and I think he's had between 80 and 105 for most of the year with a couple of down games. Um, I think, seven, yeah, 74 in round 11 was his lowest score. 
Um, so that's a, a really consistent defender. I mean, you could go a lot worse than starting with a Tom Jonas all year. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, it'd be speculative to really propel you in the rankings, um, but really reliable. Oh, I thought pick. he had a good game, but Melbourne just didn't. No, you know, literally just kept bombing along. They didn't learn their lesson. They should have lowered their eyes, and um, they really should have won this game. And suck, like literally, I was. Very upset that Melbourne didn't win. Um, yeah, a couple of dubious free kicks, but it doesn't really matter. They should have won the game, and Port deserved yeah. to well, Port deserved to win. Uh, they, they deserve in the end. They were with they weathered the storm and kicked went kicked the goals when it mattered. Yep, and put daggers into the opposition. One thing I'll say: Melbourne play their best football when they can get the ball deep to a one on one. Every time they went deep, it was at the wrong time. They went, they went deep when it was a two on one or a three on one at times. Um, and when they didn't have a deep entry, they would go a shallow entry to an outnumbered situation there. So they just did not read the movement of the their forward players very well. Um, they relied on a contestant mark here and there from a Tom McDonald to spike a goal. Um, yeah. I, I just thought that for a team that dominated that much moving forward, their kicking was just... Just a side unreal. note, Chris. If Cruz is out this week and you have Paddy Ryder, it might be a good VC option as well. Yeah, definitely. He loves to uh, to dominate the dominate back end opponents. of seasons yeah. and the weak ones for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. West off one. That was an interesting battle. I don't think that that really one of them got massively overs, even though the Supercoach scores obviously will tell a different story. But um, I think Gorn Gorn had a massive second half. Didn't he have a hundred points or something like that in the second half? I think it was ninety two or close to a hundred points. I, I was. Um, I was hoping that he would go big. I think it was about 93. Big. I think it was about 47 or so, Because yeah. we'd already had Kelly as the uh, as our captain, and there would have been a lot of people that had gone, so we were really hoping that um, he would have like a, a mediocre game, like a 110 or a 115 yeah, or something. would have been nice. Mm. Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, yep, so Robbie Gray got a 92. Uh, slow start, but he came back with the thunder. Very slow start, kicked some goals, which was yep. good for him. Uh, he's one that could really explode this week against yeah. Carlton. He had 16 points, I think, in the first half. Yeah, it was so he had a massive, and it wasn't. He, he, well. It was around the ball. He didn't really get that much of it, but no, I think uh, Neville Jetta did a really good job of uh, of negating him when yeah, he was forward. Yeah, the the, ball. then Neville Jetta hurt himself. So. Yeah, and then good uh, on there. Um, yeah, these yeah. things happen. So I think that's pretty much as far as Port goes. Rockcliffe got a sixty-one, which is disappointing for him. Uh, Pittard's really fallen off the wagon. Got a sixty-three. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped soon. He's doing his. You know role, who but... has fallen off the wagon? There's a guy named Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Petraka. Has he gone? Ah, Petraka. Has he gone in our little uh, side pot bet Petraka this year? got a 62. Uh, Charlie Kernan must have done much better this week, I believe. Uh, I think he had about uh, 800 contested marks this week. Yeah, 75.8. <laughs> and that's probably the one that's going to really hurt me too, Petrapa. Yeah, is it? Yeah, that's is the that expensive the- one. Oh, is that the the bottle? Yeah. Hey, oh! I finally that. win a bottle bet. Come on, get me, get yeah, in. Right uh, anyway, do you just want me to? Do you want to? Like, Oliver one hundred eight is a very good. Is there a cash out option for this bottle? Option? Yeah, I'll pay you fifty bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm taking this to the bank. I think I'm up like fifteen points for the game on no, average or something. Like seven. <laughs> uh, anyway, Viney is coming back not too badly. John Lewis has actually had a pretty good game the last couple of weeks. Um, Probably back end of the year, he's trying to really hold Melbourne together, trying well, to win a final. So yeah, with Lever out, they, they need another distributor back there, and um, and Jordan Lewis has definitely been doing that. So that's that's good. Brayshaw keeping up his good form, got a ninety one. Um, yeah, so I mean Hogan's been a bit lackluster. Yep. I feel for those that brought him in. And Tim Smith, I mean, we were I was disappointed. He had fifty at um, at half time and had eighteen points in the second half. 
I mean, he was looking like he was going to get an 80 or 90 at least. Yeah, and, would have uh, been nice. died, so. Would have been nice. Wouldn't it be nice? Um, but, yeah, Melbourne, very disappointing that they couldn't win. Uh, I expect some changes to be made or at least a good solid whip to be cracked uh, at Melbourne this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that, in uh, uh, like, after quarter time, I think they were literally dominating and they were only up by three goals. Um, it's uh, Simon Goodwin's there, coach, right? Yeah. Um, he was interviewed at quarter time and he seemed didn't seem pissed off considering the amount of forward entries that they had. He was really happy that they had him. Just wanted them to do a little bit extra. I don't reckon they're going to change much too much, too much with their structure, so we'll see. Just crack the whip. They definitely need to win, and they will this week, Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, okay, moving on, Hawthorne versus uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast gave it a good shake that first quarter. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they can it. turn up in the start of a game. Yeah, It's just the last quarter that they really struggle in. <laughs> oh, I'm with you there. But, uh, look, it was, like, in the end, it was a 53-point loss, so it could have been a lot worse. Yep. I'm sure some people probably put the old sneaky 10-goal or 100-point loss uh, on the bets. Yep. So that would have worked out. Uh, not this week. And Cicely, I mean, look, if you don't have him, then you're probably not and, anywhere near. And he, he has still yet to miss a game for me, Chris, except for the game <laughs> except for the game I put him on the bench. He <laughs> sure is, buddy. I just wanted, hey, I just wanted him to rest. You can't say that he hasn't missed a game for you yeah. when you missed a game is for it, him. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Maybe I just thought he needed a cooler, mate, because his, oh, his okay. wheels are spinning so fast they're about to come off the rail. Sure, mate, sure. I've actually been uh, really impressed with Impey lately so he's actually um, getting a lot more of the football one of the criticisms that we had last year well apparently Chris <laughs> okay apparently <laughs> what, what's this on the drink oh yeah he's called Limpy <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad that's good uh, no that, no, that was alright I, I dig that yeah well done <laughs> okay Probably. now back to the uh, the reality of our podcast um, we did mention in our preseason podcast when we were going through Hawthorne that Impy was a terrible decision. I think he uh, averaged 69 points in the Port Adelaide team last year. But he's... Uh, he stepped it up to a 71 point, Chris. No, he, but look at his look at his recent form. So he's had a five-round average of 83. So he had a really, really bad stuff to start to the season. Um, and he's actually picked it up in the recent weeks. So he's just getting more of the pill. I think he's, he must be averaging more disposals. But... Um, it could potentially be because Cyril is out as well, so therefore he's playing a slightly different role. But I really actually like him over the past few weeks. Well, Pete, I don't think he's good for a um, for super coach at all. But um, yeah, just in terms of his actual playing well, impact on games, it's really. Jaeger's now hitting the ninety average. You got a one seventeen. Oh really? He's creeping. Cool, bro. He's creeping. God, <laughs> Jaeger. Uh, he did his job early in the season. That's about all you can all you can expect. Yeah, pretty much. Titch only got a one oh six, so I think people would have gone a VC into Titch. I, I, and he was he was sixty one and a half times, so he had a what a forty five point second half. Uh, it's underwhelming. Okay. Yeah, but he still got a hundred. So if that's your biggest problem, you yeah, know, I not think too he bad. was locked down because I saw on Fan Forty that he had the uh, padlock next to him. So I don't know who was tagging, but. Um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, but I mean, him having it at 106 was good because uh, Kelly was captain. Tuki, I think, might have tagged him earlier on in the game that I was watching, so okay. I did, I did start enough. watching the start of this game. Um, I started watching this one and then went to the Lions, so I kind of missed some of it. Um, Fair enough. I'm going to the Gold Coast Collingwood game this week, so anyone that's there that wants to catch up, have a beer or 10, 
feel free to uh, message the page and uh, we'll have a yeah, catch so up. So if there is the four supporters on the Gold Coast that like AFL, <laughs> please contact Chris promptly. There is always more Collingwood supporters at the Collingwood Gold Coast game than there is the Gold Coast supporters. That is true. It's when the, when a goal goes through for Collingwood, like the whole stadium goes up and when when the Suns get it, the biggest noise is the the other person I'm going to mention from the Gold Coast is uh, Holman got a 45 so for those that were holding and yeah, this was the, this was the dilemma I was thinking I was like oh I wonder if I can keep Holman for one more week and then Paddy Cripps will drop like 30k which I contemplated I was like nah just spend the money go straight to Kelly Right, but I was contemplating going and trying to get uh, Paddy Cripps cheaper, and I'm sure some people were. I did hear some podcasts recommending waiting a week for Cripps because he's going to drop and he's going to be very cheap, and then he comes out with his monster sto- like monster score. Uh, would have been like what 134 points difference between Oof. Holman and Cripps. That would have been Bunnings material. It would have been. Um, now Jacob Dawson, we did highlight earlier as well. 102k mid uh, rookie. Um, he had a 42 in the first half. Seems to be um, to like a contested ball as well, but um, nine points in the second half didn't really uh, uh, suit me very well. But um, I still think he might uh, might be okay for immediate job security. Yep. So, uh, so moving on to the next game, the Lions versus the Giants, and yep. I was at this game. Um, well, as I like to call it, the Andrews Killer. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was very upset because I was like, oh, and then you see him not moving. I'm like, oh, that's Andrews, and he's in my team. And then the it guy next to me is mass- a big... That hit was massive. It was huge. And the guy next to me, again, he was just like, if you say someone's in your team one more time, like, <laughs> yeah, it was oh. quite funny. But, um, no, very upsetting for that. Uh, Let's Luke- say uh, we hope that Andrews is uh, well, does get better. Yeah, oh, 100%. That, that, was, that was horrific. It and was. What's more horrific is the amount of times... Like, like, watching... I watched AFL 360 last night. I reckon they would have shown that on loop for the first three minutes of the program. Yeah. Just bang, hitting, bang, bang. Yeah, no, and like, and let's watch I this. don't need to see it anymore. Let's it's watch this from violence. a different angle, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It oh, was... Grow a vagina. No, nah, it, it um, actually... It, it is like, pretty sickening. Uh, Josh oh. Kelly put on a clinic. Uh, a lot of disposals, very clean. Kicked some goals as well. And he just, he's got some legs. Like, he ran... He would be in the like along the wing near me, and he'd run to the opposite wing, and then keep pushing forward to the literally the forward line, making an impact. Lots of score assists. Uh, Hedo was kicking along down the line uh, quite well hashtag. a lot of the time. Hashtag blessed. Uh, still in my side at this point in time. Yeah, uh, probably will be until Kelly's the end. impact. I, I watched this Huge. game from the Gold Coast, very drunk by my ad. Um, I was on the down the coast. For oh, I was quite drunk. Hour. I was mixing. So here's one. There's a, a ginger beer that's actual like you know alcoholic, and I was mixing that with rum. Before I went out. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it's a very smart thing to do. No, it probably wasn't. Uh, anyway, Luke Hodge turned back the clock. And for those that are wondering, I actually had the, the same guy, the Lions supporter next to me, that was like, if you say one more thing, blah, 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 like getting real angry. At the same time, he's like, oh, you you have a super coach page? And he's like, oh, so he was actually giving me, <laughs> he was actually giving me like some banter to put on the page. So for those when uh, Harris Andrews got knocked out, I was like, oh, and apparently uh, Jeremy Cameron's dad touched him in the shower. That was the guy telling me. Oh, I was okay. like, I'll put that in. I don't care. Yeah, sure. We don't care. And then uh, Luke, all banter all well, the time. Luke Hodge got that big specky. And I was like, oh, hashtag Luke Hodge out next week with knee soreness. And he's like, more like altitude sickness. I'm like, hey, that's a good one. I'll put that in. <laughs> so what are you saying? You're not funny, but you uh, no, I, I was not funny. I actually someone, thought someone that else was funny. I was actually going to say that could be banter of the week this week. Yeah, <laughs> you're just messing with me, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, that was not me, unfortunately. But I'm um, not um, funny. Do we have any other uh, superlatives to uh, describe Josh Kelly and the ridiculousness of a football he is? Silky smooth. Like, He's like unreal. Smooth. Yeah, like he, he could he walk into and be the starting mid in any AFL team right now. 
Yeah, he's he, ridiculous. Um, I, I honestly, I, I do believe that he is a future Brownlow medalist, if not dual Brownlow medalist. I think he's just he's everything. He's hard at the ball when he needs to be, and great in the contest. He spreads ridiculous, so he's got m- amazing pace. Yeah, he has a good spread. Part of that, he's got a good spread. He's got a great goal sense, so he's great forward of the ball. He's tall and athletic, so he can run all day, but he's also really good and can take a contested mark. Like what? El- what else does he need? He's like the package. I'm going to call him the package. I'm renaming, taking it off ja- uh, Jake Stringer, and I'm giving it to Silk Josh Kelly. package with a bow. Um, so I, found, I actually found Zorko and Callum Wood a little underwhelming. They were good enough and good in periods, but they weren't dominant. Yeah. And the last few weeks, they've actually been really noticeable. So they both kind of just went into a little bit of, um, yeah, just not obscurity. They just weren't that noticeable. And uh, I, you know me, I really noticed the Zork, and I was getting right into it. I was like, the Zork, kick a goal. But he didn't do that many Zorko things. Callum Ward uh, had one of his quieter games for the last month, uh, which was upsetting. So, yeah, like it wasn't too bad, to be honest. Uh, I thought Daniel Rich was doing quite well. He was getting fed the ball a little bit. Still, had, still, another, had a He was added. very good. Um, Beams was not too bad. He kind of linked up a little bit, even in the defensive end. He linked up a little bit more. Uh, I still can't believe Hodge, though. Again, just ridiculous. He actually had a real standout ta- game. Taking intercepts at will. Oh, he just and was it well, after he stood Andrews up. Yeah. went down? He stood so, up. Yeah. Harris Andrews went down the first quarter, I think yeah. it was. It was pretty early. Yeah, and he was and then Danny Gardner, well too, well, wasn't he? And then he? Danny Gardner was like limping, got carried off basically limping. Yeah. And then he comes back on. I was like, what did he just get so a magic, magic rub, mate? And he had, he had a big goal as well, didn't he, Hodgie? I think he kicked a goal from outside 50 from a 50-meter penalty. He did. Big yeah. one. Big one, big one. Um, yep, so look, I think that's pretty much it for the Lions side of it. Um, Caniglio got an 83, so yeah, again, a little underwhelming. If you have um, Andrews, what are you doing with him? Uh, if, if I'm playing league, I'm keeping. If it's not, he's looking at least two to three weeks. At least, yeah. well, he's not going to get reassessed for two weeks, so you're looking at at least three weeks, and that's three weeks and out for me. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think that... Um, in terms of trading targets, you're probably throwing up between him and Crisp last week. So yeah, just maybe a, just if you got just the cash, have, just yeah, go straight to Crisp. You probably have to. Um, I think that's probably most logical. Yeah, I think option. three and out. Uh, it's he's definitely not coming back in two weeks. I don't think there's no way he gets reassessed. So they're not going to put him back out there before he gets another look in. I feel for the safety element. So do you give uh, uh, GWS a chance of making finals without Cameron for five weeks? Oh, it's tough. Uh, especially with Green out for a few more weeks, I think it's tough. They need Toby Green back. Yep. Yesterday. Well, Patton really needs to stand up with Cameron gone. It'd be to. Here's his Has chance to stand now. up. Yeah. Here's his chance to say, "Hey, this is my forward he line." He needs to command it. Come on. But you also look at um, you know Lobs out for like what four weeks as well. So I mean, yep. they're gonna get back like Green, Cameron, if Lob. They might not even play. Finals, and then so. maybe even like six, you know, six weeks time, a couple weeks after that, for the last what three, four games, you might even get Scully. Depending, yep. uh, yeah, it's they'll have a good team at the end of the season. They just won't make finals. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do. I they'll, mean, they'll I probably think, think them in Adelaide. Really interesting to see if they do or don't make. I think finals they'll both slide year. out. Yeah, so do I. I think GWS fall ahead, and Adelaide will be right behind. So, Oof. and who would have thought? And here's the funny thing: I actually tipped Collingwood ahead of Hawthorne in my predictor this year. So there you go. I had him at ninth, I think. Oh well, fuck you! You put him at ninth every year, Chris. 
No, Adam at six the last three years. Yeah. How's that? How's that? <laughs> Unbiased opinion, of course. Um. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it for that one. Let's move on to the. Uh, oh, thank you, new follower on SoundCloud. We just got another uh, new follower there. Thank oh, you there very you much. Go. We haven't even released Pro- it yet. They're probably just you know sitting on SoundCloud, hitting refresh button one until we upload our new podcast. So thanks for that, guys. Uh. Okay. So the dogs and North Melbourne, probably uh, one of the games of the round, to it, be honest. It was, and it was an absolute nightmare from uh from the dogs in the last two minutes of the game. So. Uh, made some really, really, really bad. They pulled a Richmond game making mistake. They did, one hundred percent. You couldn't have put it any better than. Uh, did you hear that from somewhere else? Because that's no. exactly how I would have described it. They, I just meant. I just thought of it. They pulled the, a Richmond. The game sense, like the one where Monday the, like kicked a goal, and then the one they lost to GWS yeah. in the like last minute. Or was it Grundy? How was Grundy? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. That was so fantastic. Best moment of my life. Um. And the funny thing about that is when Grundy kicked that goal, there was like a, a family sitting in front of us and I'm going mental. And this family are like, they're all the kids are like five, four or five years old and they're crying at physical tears. And I'm just trying not to like, I'm, yeah, like trying not to rub it in, but also trying to like well, it's know, a key lesson enjoy in, the moment. It's a key moment in their lives. Like, <laughs> they, each, need, each shit they need to understand the hate Collingwood. <laughs> they need to understand this moment. Yeah. This is what breaks it you. scars them for 20 yeah. years and they're always like, who's Grundy? <laughs> Please come again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, that's exactly what happened. I mean, um, the, the biggest mistake in my opinion, I, th- I can't remember who it was kicking into the forward line, but um, they, I think they had Mitch Wallace Wallace in the forward it. line, was it Wallace, Wallace kicked it? Wallace stuffed up okay. at the end of the game. Wallace is one that stuffed up. So that has to happen. 30 seconds off the clock. It doesn't matter if you pass the ball five metres or, or... Yeah, or Wallace moved. was the one that kicked it yeah. and then missed it. That had to go into the pocket. An uncontested mark, take 30 seconds off the clock and show a goal to set up defensively. Uh, that was a That's the biggest error in my opinion. Then, of course, you know, when the ball did move eventually... Really, they didn't impact the play enough defensively to to move off their man. But I'll tell you what, yeah, I can understand. And and by the way, the comment, the the uh, the journalists, I should say, who made comments about Luke um, Beveridge having a go at his players, mate, I'll tell you what, do you, do you think that's bad? Like seriously, like have well, they ever e- played e- the football the, club well, ever? Even the, they said something to him in, in the press conference. He's like, "Oh, you guys were down there," and he's like, "Well, you probably shouldn't be down there." Hundred percent, they shouldn't be to there. Hear, like, and if you heard that, then sorry, but, but who cares? why report on it? Yeah, well, like, if he's having a giving them a blast after that, yeah. which cost them a game, they need to feel that. that Fair they, call. they need that needs to hit them in the feels. If it doesn't, they're, they're not. Well, mate, tell you what, if I was coaching and they lost a game like that, they'd feel my wrath. Yeah, 100%. And that's not what I name my penis. <laughs> Isn't it? Okay. No, it's not. I'll uh, ask Katrina later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, uh, kudos to North. You know, they took advantage and they, they played it well. So, um, you know, Ben Brown did some amazing oh, things. Higgins soccer, played fantastic. Pass? Oh, look. That could have been butchered 100 ways to one, but yeah, but he, it. I mean... You can you can say it was lucky, but it wasn't really. I mean, he's been. Oh no, doing, it was skillful. I'm just yeah. saying it, it could have been butchered a hundred ways to one, but he he nailed it. He's the best um, best tall target this year by a mile, um, and he's been building like that for a few seasons. So it's not like it's come out of the blue. No, he's a fantastic footballer. Um, you add the the silk of Higgins into that list that didn't really have it for a long time. Well, good thing is Higgins is free to play this week, and they got a fine and one fine too after a little cheeky dig. Yep, but that's football. I noticed that too, so that's good for them. Goldie repaying the faith. You can't get rid of him now for yep. those that held him. I think he's got an amazing. Uh, well, I mean, look again against uh, against, against the against doggies, the dogs. but 
Um, look at his five round average there, mate. 122, three round average, 116, five round average. He's very good. Um, those that held on to him, he's averaging 96.4. Look, if he averages 105 for the year, which is another 10 points per game of what he's averaging Yeah, right if he keeps now, up his average now, that'd be pretty that's good. That's where we said he would finish. 105 average for the year. Yeah. So, um, look, he could be a nice little run home smoky. Um, and I, I don't mind North now. And th- I think the biggest thing about Goldie is that um, he really like he likes the competitive nature of it. I don't think he likes playing in a team that's not going anywhere. Right now, they've got something to fight for. And he's really, really putting his effort in. So good on him. I like watching North play now. I, I did, wouldn't have said that for the last three years. So... Yeah, I mean they've they've changed me. They won me over. I'm with you. Jed Anderson on the north. Jed Anderson only got 69 in his first game back. Uh, I think it'll be a little better for the run. I'll be keen to see him this week. Uh, yeah. See how he goes. I actually looked at him as a potential F6. Um, I thought, oh, maybe I could grab him instead of. Don't think it's consistent as but, enough, but nah. he can be damaging. So yeah. and he's not going to hurt you. Well, if he does go that's big, it. he's not going to hurt you. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, it for that one. I think uh, Zebo did pretty well to kick the goals that he did. But again, it comes down to, I think Cunnington was quite impressive. Brown, Higgins, and Goldie. Uh, Adams, a uh, good game, I thought, for his first game. I think he had like 20 disposals, 12 kicks, uh, like 12 marks. I tried to pick him up off the waiver, actually. I did. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I already picked him up. <laughs> I needed a defender, mate. Harris Andrews is knocked out to the next century. <laughs> and I traded half my defenders already. So yeah, I think he might uh, might be a decent little back-end uh, draft smoky. So if you are looking for someone early that you can trade in, Marcus Adams, I think, might be a nice little 85 average. Yeah, I was thinking about 86 would be yeah. nice. Um, especially, I was seeing I traded um, Tui to win the... Well, I thought I had to try and really push... To win, yeah. Uh, instead, Cripps as captain went obviously absolutely ridiculous, bonkers. But yep. uh, I thought I, I really need to Sometimes shore up. I think I'm bonkers. Well, I needed to I shore shore that up because I was only 140 points ahead. I think with two players, so that shored it up. Um, one thing I just want to just uh, quickly before we move on to the best game of the round, um, oh, I just wanted to touch base on Toby McLean. So um, there was a, a nice little statistic that came out today. Um, on Twitter, it was from aflratings.com.au. I think they are they're called. Um, and they noticed a, a massive drop-off in Toby McLean's tackle stats. So he's actually averaging four tackles less per game since he injured his shoulder. So that's a pretty big consideration, and it will massively impact his scoring. He was averaging six and a half tackles a game. He's since been averaging 1.5. So if you are thinking of trading him in, just be aware he has obviously he's coming that's back a, that's from a, a shoulder that's injury. That's a five difference, Chris, not four. 6.5 to 1.5? Yeah. Is it? That's five. Yeah, okay. Ooh, that's a lot more. Unless now. it's 2.5, then it that's would be 20% four. swing. <laughs> Basic mass, Chris, take yeah. me to the casino. Um, so, look, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting anyway. I wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't advise not against getting McLean because of it, because I don't think it was a massive I think you'll re- injury, I think he'll rebound, and this is, yeah, he's yeah, cheaper two weeks moment. after. I think he should be right by now, but I just want, just, it's, it's a warning out there. It is a consideration. There, it is. And it's a good start. Especially to, if you can get West off or someone instead, you know, it's a very big consideration. True. Um, Pendlebury with a 136. Yeah, he was playing directly on Crips, and I, I honestly think that um, in terms of their, their impact on each other's teams, I thought actually Scott Pendlebury, I didn't, I didn't realise, like, no, Crips Crip, Crip Crip, played a fantastic it, game. It was fairly even, right? Except Crips kicked, kicked three goals. the goals, right? Yeah, exactly what I was about to say. Ah, well, I, I thought in terms of in terms of the their impact on each other's team, I actually thought that Pendlebury played a better, more impacting game. However, Crips got the goals, and that's why he gets the the cookies at the end of the day. 
Um, I, one of the great things I liked about watching Cripps is that his disposal was ridiculous. I think he went at 82 or 85% um, disposal, which is completely unlike Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps barely can kick you know, the ball at all. Even when he was kicking for goal, they were dead straight. I, I, like, I don't know what happened. <coughs> Sorry. In his two weeks off. But Jesus, he was kicking well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm about to die. Uh, Chris is checking harder than Collingwood in, what was it, 02, 03? Oh, that's not very nice. Oh, yeah, look at that. Any um, chance you get, mate. Uh, so, again, for those that have seen Carlton and Gold Coast, if you, particularly in draft, if you need someone for the week, like I brought in Will Hoskin Elliott this week just because I've seen Carlton and he gets a 111. Yep. Um, same kind of thing. So, if you've seen Gold that Coast. That pack mark, though, was good. Oh, it was very good. There was actually was some great high mark. marking oh, in this game. Kernow for yeah. sure. So basically for me, uh, Cripps, Simpson, Kernow absolutely went bonkers. Same as I thought Pendlebury, Sidebottom, Howe, Cripps and Grundy. Well, and I guess Will Hoskin Elliott. So I think um, Collingwood... I had Scharenberg and he went all right. Well, even Colling- though he was playing I thought Collingwood had a lot more contributors. I think Carlton did well to kind of fight and scrap and, you know, do what they I thought Carlton to. played a great game, but they played a game within their means. Yep. The, the the issue with what with what, with playing that game right now is that they're wanting to play differently. You if you if you play that game, what they were doing literally flooding the back line. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Flooding, so they would have eighteen players or close enough to in their in their defence, completely flood it whenever uh, Collingwood moved forward. But it made it really hard to score offensively, um, and that's why you would find uh, Charlie Kerr now. Mass really, really high up, and it was only when they played really slow transition football out of the back, and they could get their forwards back in a position where they could actually do something. Yeah, it didn't help. It made it a low scoring game, but it was still entertaining to watch. I didn't hate the game. It didn't help that they uh, lost Casbolt before the game, and then lost another two during the game. No, exactly right. And um, I mean, Sam Rowe did a serviceable job. Um, and then obviously they lost Cruiser at halftime. Serviceable. So. Yeah, he's what you know, he's he's he is what it is. Um, Kurnow definitely played, even though it, I, I've seen him play better football. Oh, impact, I think he had the though. most impact yeah, that I've impact. seen him have on a game. Um, I mean, those marks were ridiculous. I, um, I I actually don't think so. The one that was the Jezza mark, I don't think that that was really his best mark anyway. I thought the back one was yeah, much better. Pack one was a very good mark. Um, well, I mean, he took that over Grundy and. Um, Jeremy Howe was behind trying to spoil and Jeremy Howe got up as high and almost got the ball too and he still managed to take it down but the Jezza mark was on Tom Langdon wasn't it yeah. so I mean who gives a shit <laughs> yeah. like, it was like Tom Langdon it's like this is my super coach year and yeah, down yeah. With, yeah. but taking that over Grundy with the best high mark in the game behind you as well yeah who reads the ball well yeah, for sure it was great better mark. so yeah great mark but for me it was a tale of two cities I uh, guess was that yeah, it um, was what was the cities? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, yeah, I mean, uh, I really liked uh, the impact of uh, the small forwards. So, Whiskerville, Oscar Elliott, um, Stevenson, who's again in the uh, conversation for the Rising Star. Um, the coaches are on board. Everyone's on board now saying that he should be winning it. I am in a grants, uh, but um, it's a long, it's, it's a yep. long way to go yet until we can say yeah, he's definitively going to be the rising star this year. Yep, I think yep. that's fair. Uh, that wraps us up for this week. Um, I will be in Fiji for the next eleven nights, so we'll see. I might even make a little cameo next week. So Chris is trying to organise something. Yeah, watch this space. It's going to be something interesting next week. Well, I'll leave. Nice, I'll leave that up so, to you, mate. Yeah. And I've got to get out of here, so I'll leave this and leave it to you. But uh, look, whatever you decide. Hashtag blessed, may your options be, and uh, hashtag blessed like Hida, not Coniglio.
<laughs> Depending on this week. <laughs> they could just switch it again this week. So I love Canigler to come out and do something. Oh, he's out of my side, man. He's not blessed anymore. Oh, I'm enough. kidding. I do like Canigler. Okay, look, fine. Hashtag blessed Canigler. Hashtag blessed hit ashore. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you ne- uh, next week. I'll catch you next week. Anyway, he might not. Hashtag blessed Nat5. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you guys. Now it's t-